Hello and welcome to the Children's and Books podcast. I am um, today we're going to talk about how to inspire children with a special design. Uh, we have another guest today. It's Jonas Happ from Germany, from Hamburg, and he takes care of all the design parts in our project. Maybe you can introduce yourself. Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Jonas. I'm living in Hamburg and I'm studying digital design here and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Great. Yes. Hello. Hello. I say too. Thank you that you uh, that you have come to our podcast. I'm very pleased. Hello from Rachel in Scotland. And yeah, it's it's lovely to meet um, the team, Lubin, Team Lubina, the people who <laughs> <laughs> or Lubina and Branco, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the people who um, who you know who support putting this um, this wonderful. Um, product out. Um, Jonas, about um, digital design and where, where, where do you start with a project? What's, what's that sort of first creative step? Well, first of all, we need a text. And Lubina was kind enough to send us the text already with the different sites. So we have got a small piece of text for each page. And with this information of the text, we can then think about what do, you, do we want to show on this page. And when we think about children, children can't read. So they are not reading the text, they are reading the images. So the images should communicate the same thing as the text does. So we thought about what is going on in this scene, on this page, And how can we show the children what is going on in the scene? So, for example, there was a scene on a river where a yellow air mattress was, was flowing on the river. Of course, we then show a yellow air mattress on the river. We do not show a boat or anything else because we do not want um, any unnecessary stuff in the story. So when the... Um, when the parents read out the story loud, the children can follow along while reading the image. And to create the images, the first step is to create sketches. Sketches are usually in black and white, maybe with a pencil. It can be done digitally or even on a piece of paper to create just a sketch. And we do so such a sketch for each page. After that, we go through the next step of the process, which is when we show Lubina all the pages, all the sketches, and she tells us if we communicate everything right. So and after this process, there's the next, the coloring, and obviously the coloring is quite easy. We just take the sketches, um, put in colors, do some shading, so adding lights and shadows, and after that, the book is basically finished that was a pretty um structured description of how to how to uh, design or illustrate a book which is great um maybe you can tell something about the about the feelings behind it how do you express the the emotions with the pictures and what are you um what do you think is most important in illustrations or maybe also colors that um children get the emotion someone wants to transport to them? Yeah, that's an interesting question because um, when we are thinking about emotions, um, images 
contain even more emotions than the plain text does. If you look at a white page and you see lots of uh, letters and you get, don't get any information from that in terms of emotion. When you look at a artwork, as we can um, describe our pictures, then there's a mice or an owl which looks happy. And think about it like this. You can describe happiness in pages and pages of text, or you can only show a picture of a happy person. A child will understand the happy person much better than the big text. So in terms of feelings, it is mostly about uh, faces and about the arms and the legs, how the mice is standing in the world, in the um, scene and what the mice is doing. But, yeah, but I think uh, that we recognize the emotion through the picture in a moment and we need longer when we describe it. But it is interesting and important too to find words for it and that's why we need both. We need the picture and we need a description or to to give such some possibilities how to say it. I think both is important. Rachel, what 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 are you thinking about uh, the, all of this um, topic? Well, I'm thinking that um, it's almost like what we were talking about with Janie in the last podcast about these different languages, mm. and the text is one way of communicating the story, and the, yeah, the yeah. and the illustrations are another way of communicating. So, and both together give us a bigger picture give us a, a broader and yeah, yeah, yeah. um multi-layered so it may be that some people communicate or understand better through the picture like Jonas was saying in terms of children they might notice little mm. things in the picture that they don't cognitively understand in the text and so the layers of meaning are you know a, Uh, communicated through both and so yeah, yeah yeah both are really important aren't they so we could say uh, that there are different languages in some way yeah 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 okay yeah that's a that's a nice um point of view and so Jonas you um I, the illustrator um Lubina said is um is is not is not in germany so the the illustrator is is not somebody that you can you can speak to um so how do you communicate with the illustrator of the of the book seeing as we're talking about communication and how we and and they might have another first language other than the the language that the book is written in as well mm -hmm. so how do we how do we overcome these um these communication Hurdles. Um, I don't think that communication is that big of a problem because um, we can write everything down, obviously. And when, for example, we gave the illustrator our detailed um, description of what he should sketch, and we gave him the information on which text is going to match this um, image. So the illustrator is able to read the text and take out all information he needs, everything that the text says to also contain in the image. 
This is um, number one. And number two, for the round when there are errors or the illustrator didn't understand something, then we can include some pictures we find on our somewhere, maybe in the internet, we find a picture of a special thing, which is only available in Germany and send him over this picture. So he knows what we talk about. We had this case once in our book where the illustrator didn't know what we are talking about. And we, as the illustration team, also were not sure how to translate it to English from German and from English to the native language of the author. Mm -hmm. So we just sent him a picture of it. That was totally interesting because it was a question of a wire, wire where the river is going to a wire. And for me, it was all the time a picture in my head. So I wrote down, please, there is a wire and what is happening there. And what she, what we get as the schedule or as the this pic, first pictures, there was something totally else which showed me, oh, he lives in another culture. Mm. He don't know what I think with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this was on some points <clears throat> for me so interesting to see this different different in cultures we meet with our international project. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday we had an interesting conversation with um with Nadine. Nadine was in the German version of our podcast, and it was about um one one part of it was about uh, if movies or pictures all in all are um differently perceived by children than text and that's a really interesting question also for for this part now what do you guys think in what way does a child develop an understanding of a picture or an in text and how does it think of it i've got an example from university on this point um our professor showed us different pictures of um naked woman on um well on an ancient um piece where you can put in some stuff to eat or maybe some water and this picture was showed to children and the children said um, these are dolphins on the um container there because they didn't know the image that we saw so they had a different affirmation with a thing or they had something else and we can do the same thing for example with an icon of a telephone and maybe 20 years ago a telephone was not like our mobile phone today it had um, different keys where you can put your finger in and turn around and a children today would not um, recognize this as a telephone so it always depends on what you know already Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? Um, because I think there's, and so there's, there's age differences. So from different generations, um, like the example of the mobile phone, and there's also cultural differences in terms of what, you know, what a weir is in Germany or in England and how that translates to, to another, to another culture as well. Um, and our understanding about that. But in terms of children's development, I think it's really interesting what you were saying, Jonas, because um, it's about the constructs that we have um, and the social constructs that are created within our 
our cultural um, worlds and you know that's that's within our education systems and with our fa- within our family systems as well and um that all these things and i'm sure you know as a designer that these these are a very big part of 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 your um of your world now of of, of working and you need to be thinking about these so that you can produce the images that will capture people's attention That is totally right. You nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What do you think um, affects the development of a of a kid in in terms of in terms of uh, design and um, perceiving an image? I think the thing is, when you see a picture, you remember it, and when and it depends which pictures you see as a child. Hmm. I think too what you develop in which direction what is nice for you or with what is what you know what is new for you for me is another question interesting too um jonas you designed a lot of very nice designs for our uh, podcast and homepage where do you get your inspirations from for a designer the design process is always um hard to describe so first we search for inspiration and we are doing this in multiple ways we are looking at what is already existing in terms of podcast covers in book covers um how are other people um showing their stuff and what are they doing to to communicate the message of hey we are children's book um publisher and for I sat down together with uh, Branko and we had a look at Pinterest, which is a really nice platform to get inspiration. And then we thought about what is, um, what are we doing? What is our way of doing things and what do we communicate? And we found out that um, we tell stories and a story we thought is always some kind of journey. And so for our visual design, I thought about um, a butterfly, which is also developing, who is uh, taking a journey and he's flying around, exploring the world as um, exactly like a kid. So when a kid is um, going through the book and enjoying the journey or going around in the book, um, it's somewhat like a development, which um, is a nice thing for a butterfly. And how do you decide then when you see a lot of things? How is the decision coming to you? Oh, this I will take. Mm, I don't know how to describe it and how the decision comes. It is just um, a thing that you have to, it's intuition. That That's maybe the answer to this question. Design is um, one part of um, knowing things and three parts of intuition. On, I know what um, somebody is thinking when looking at my work and how to describe other work is not hard for me. It is just like for you, if you describe a picture, then I can already know what you're describing on this picture. Did this answer your question, Lubina? Yeah, 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 a bit. And for me, it's a question when you're just now studying it, the design 
what, what can you how is it is it possible to study it or do you need to have it inside or you don't have it um it's practice it is only practice i guess and the example of today's lesson was really that our professor told us yeah it's one part the knowing technical stuff about design and three parts intuition and this is why he says yeah we just have to practice a lot and we should do and design for ourselves and get feedback and talk about the design with each other and with the professor yeah yeah thank you so you're sort of training your intuition or your emotions is this right Mm, not really the emotions because we when we design we are only part-time based on emotions but mm. we are training about um, what is visually appealing and what is communicating visually yeah this so it's kind of like the trial and error you um you 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 try to get a certain outcome and um to understand how it's happening Yes, exactly. And when I design anything, it is most times um, five sketches and only maybe even five sketches do not work. Then I have to do more sketches until I find a sketch that works and is communicating what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's a kind of training to go on, to yes. stay with it. Yeah, and the training also to recognize when you've got it right and kind of recognizing it and saying, ah, that's the one. And um, I'm really appreciating what you're saying, actually, Jonas, because I've just started doing a, a filmmaking course. Um, but I notice everything around me in much sharper detail now and start looking at things within, you know, start making frames to look at things in. And um, I imagine as you were talking there, what you were describing was about, well, seeing what else is out there, seeing what other people have done before, looking at, you know, what your audience is attracted to and, and, and what they're looking at at the moment and possibly what they looked at in the past and being able to think about, well, where's it going to go in the future? So kind of predicting that as well. That is true. And if I, as a designer go out or get something new for example i buy a new book i'm always analyzing the cover design mm -hmm. even if i don't want it so yeah. i'm learning whenever i see something new when i see design when i see design even if i don't want to see it for example in a train of course there are posters there are advertisements there's everything and i analyze it but i'm doing it in another way than somebody who's not working in this um, industry when you open your eyes when you open your eyes you start to analyze because we are full of designs everywhere <laughs> yeah basically that's true <laughs> Even yeah. Yeah, so as a designer true. you have to be um, really mindful I don't know if this word contains everything that is um, it is about the design so yeah Okay. Okay. Great. All right, guys, we're at 23 minutes now, uh, recording time. And now we can go to the, uh, outro. Maybe Luna, you uh, <laughs> want to do the outro again? <laughs> yes. 
Thank you so much, Jonas. I think you opened a bit our eyes and our knowing about what design is about a little bit, one little step. And thank you so much for our journey together. And I like to say goodbye to everybody who is listening to us. Bojimir, Meche Sorenje. Until next time, we hear you. Goodbye. <laughs>